everybody, and welcome to episode 267 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the new horror comedy thriller, Ready or Not, starring Samara Weaving. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. This is an exciting night for us. This is a milestone episode, as you know. It's a prime number. So I think that this is... It's a, a number. It's, it's just a, a... It's a prime number. It's a prime number. This is a big deal. Yeah. Actually, a, is, is, two, is 267 a prime number? No I don't idea. Know. Didn't didn't check that. We don't fact check, I'm, so it doesn't no, matter. No, there's no way to check that. No, we could, science we, hasn't given we, us... We, we can't look that up and nobody can dispute it. No. Yes, correct. No. Yep. So we'll just so, say it is. So fans, so. keep your comments to yourself. It's a prime number. <laughs> You know, it's a good night for us, uh, a big night, just because it's been a while. This is um, it's our longest hiatus, and really, I don't want to say no fault of our own, because I p- presume we have some of the responsibility here, but we really got caught by the movie release calendar, it's, and uh, it's a real shame. We've been trying to get a movie together, and the stinking movies are on, like, five screens, you know, and we just, it's been rough. It's been a little off. And yes, we need to probably accept a little responsibility for that. I'll take more of it because I think that we had planned to do this a little bit earlier and my work schedule just didn't allow. So I apologize for that. It's It's been a bummer that we haven't been able to talk yeah. sooner than we were well, able to. However, I was I was trying to get us both off the hook and then you fell on your sword. I'm going to fall on the sword. I don't, I don't yep. want you to, to bear the brunt of that. Yeah. So fair enough. Here's another thing, though. <laughs> August is a dead zone for movies, right? Like yes. that's a that's like the that's the month where you don't want to release a movie if you're a studio. No, right? yeah, it, it's like August and January. It's just take out the trash. Yeah, just really, really tough. But also, in 2019, through the last week of August, we have had 29 sequels released, and in oh, fact, boy. 20 of them were released. Between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yikes. Yikes, right? I mean, I know we people are so sick of hearing us lament this, but gosh, my kingdom for some original content. And so, we, you know, we could have gone and seen Hobbs and Shaw or we could have, you know, seen another remake or another sequel. And we just – we even have another sequel coming up, right? We're going to see it chapter two. Right. So, like, we've got sequels coming, and we just needed an original property, and it was worth waiting for. And so I'm excited to talk about Ready or Not. I agree. By the way, like, when I think about It Chapter 2, I cannot believe that it was two years ago that it was It Chapter 1. Like, that that blows yeah. my mind. It was a solid two years ago, like, almost to the week or day Yeah, yeah. that Chapter 1 was released. And I remember that. I remember podcasting that. I remember seeing the movie in the theater. I remember everything about it vividly. I cannot believe that now we're on chapter two and it's been a full 104 weeks since the last time we did that. But that's, that's See, amazing. that's so funny. It's, we're so different because I have no memory of it. I, gun to my head, oh, wow. I don't know that I've ever seen the movie It. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And it's like, oh, no, I did. In fact, we recorded a, a podcast review of it. I mean, so I agonized over this movie for hours and i don't you don't remember, remember it at all oh wow well, that, no so bodes fact, well I'm for chapter two yeah. i'll see chapter one again <laughs> before we see chapter two i'll get refreshed um but that's just funny because our, our brains are highly different well let's let's get started talking about uh ready or not so why don't you kick us off with a, a tight plot recap 
Ready or not, this is so great that you suggested this. I had not heard of this movie at all when we had talked about what was coming up in our queue. And um, I had told Christy, my wife, that I was going to see this for our podcasting. And she had mentioned it to our daughter. And she said, I think that's a scary one. And I was like, no, I think from what I read online that it's a comedy. I'd totally forgotten what I'd already read like a day earlier. And then recounted like, oh, no, (laughs) let her know. Sounds like this is probably one she's not going to be joining us for. So right, right, right. Yeah. So, so this is a black comedy thriller horror film. I'm not going to name any names of characters in here because I've forgotten them all from when I saw it just moments ago. But this is a the, a, a movie about a newlywed couple who, on their wedding night, the groom informs the bride that she needs to participate in a kind of initiation ceremony with his family by playing a game because the family business is board games. They inherited a a, a board game franchise. And essentially she needs to play it for her life. And she doesn't get to pick the game that she wants to play. She has to like randomly choose it. And by random choice, she picks hide and seek. And this is a real Lord of the Flies version of hide and seek. Like, she needs to hide the rest of the extended family who has just flown in. They missed the wedding, but they're there for the right, right. the game, which is totally effed up. They, they just show up at the end of the night to play this game. They get to seek with lots of weapons... And if she survives until sunrise, the the concept is is that the family's deal with the devil will end in the family's demise. And so it's basically her against the family from about midnight until 6 or 7 a.m. when the sun comes up. And they've all got weapons. She's essentially unarmed. She's in their giant estate and fighting for her life. That's... Ready or not. Danny, what did you think of Ready or Not? Candidly, I had a great time at this movie. I, there are things I can quibble over, but I really enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was surprising. It moved quickly. I don't think I checked my watch once. I mean, this I just was laughing and enjoying it, and it was scary, and I was interested the whole time. How about you? I 100% agree. I think this is oh, one of my okay. favorite movies of the year so far. I think oh, that it's great. absurd and ridiculous and stupid, but well executed and a lot of fun. It reminded me a lot of another movie that we reviewed. The one, I can't remember the name of it. Was it The Cabin in the Woods or something with Bradley Whitford? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought of that constantly throughout this movie. Just a weird, dark comedy exposing the ugliness of everyone in the world and I loved that about it. I thought that this was a really fun movie and like that movie also really fast moving. Like there was never yeah. never a moment where I wanted to check my watch. Uh it was I think a 90 minute runtime, so it I mean it went super fast anyway, but a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. And and I I agree that it was a tight runtime. And it was a low-budgeted film. I think the total budget was around $6 million. But it doesn't feel cheap. And in fact, I thought the production values were excellent. The house looked great. Yeah. This wasn't like some cheap, you know, terrible quick horror movie that someone just sort of pooped out and 
you know, in a cheap bid for, for dollars, I feel like there was a lot of, a lot of effort put into this. And um, I I totally agree with the sort of allusions to cabin in the woods, especially at the end, you know, at the, we won't call it a twist ending, but the ending, um, the movie kind of goes bonkers, but God, I just had a great time. And I will tell you, I know we'll get into it, but I cannot think of any movie since the movie clue, any other movie like this that I think would do, uh, really, really well to have had alternate endings. Like, I really wish that you, there could have been five or six different endings of this movie. I would have gone to see this movie a second time to see the new ending, or I'd buy the DVD to watch it five more times. Um, I just thought it was really fun, and I didn't want it to end, but I would have been curious to think of all the different ways it could have ended. So, I I had a great time. I think that's a great observation. Um, so, I saw it at uh, Flick's Brew House with our our oh, old okay. friends. Nick was there. Yeah, and Nicky the Bulls. Uh, Nicky the Bulls was there, and you know they do the thirty minute pre show content. And one of the extended sequences that they showed before the movie was Clue, which I thought was oh. really appropriate. I thought that that was a yeah. great selection for pre show content for a movie like this. Clue. There's not a lot of blood spilt in the movie. It's no. it's a it's a comedy. It's a it's a mystery and it's funny. This movie there's there's pretty dark corners. A um, lot of gore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I thought that like at the end of it, I was like, oh, I can see why they would have picked Clue as a pre-show content uh, filler for this one. Yeah. And, and I like that. Yeah. We also, you know, just talked about the the release calendar and how August is kind of a dumping ground. And this is a smaller film that Christie hadn't heard of. A few of the people I mentioned in the movie too hadn't heard of it. And I think it's a real shame because this is a fun movie. This is a movie that I think more people should be checking out, but it's just so apt to get lost in, right. you know, the release calendar. And now you got It Chapter Two coming out, and that's going to kind of bulldoze forty seven hundred screens or whatever nationwide. And this just falls right off the list pretty quickly. I agree. And yeah. it, it's done well. I mean, I think it's made over $30 million globally. So from its budget standpoint, it's done It's done well. But this should be a much bigger hit. Better, this should be one that people blinded are still by talking the light. about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like yeah. 10 times better than Blinded by the Light. Like, that's like 98 shame. times better than Blinded <laughs> by the Light. That's that is his shame. Though uh, when I saw Nick at Flex, he's, I asked, like, how are things going? And he said... Thank God it too opened this weekend, which is it's just a bummer. Like, I mean, that is this time of year where, yeah, n- n- not nothing. And I, what is the marketing for a project like this? I, I, until you, you had actually texted me the movie title and I asked you, What are you talking about? Because I had right, heard right. of this, movie ready or titles. not, like, for what, right? Yeah. <laughs> What what do you what? Alright. Yeah. And I'm I'm so thrilled that we saw it because this is one of those really fun kind of kitschy movies that um like even like it follows. Like that didn't it, you know, that did really yeah. well and it, it and it got really great reviews, but talk about it to anybody today and they probably have never heard of it. So I'm I'm glad this is one that we picked out. We've we've picked out some doozies in the past too, and this yeah. one is good. Like I'd I'd rate it right up there with Palms. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I thought this movie was great. I mean, I, I, the only things that, that I sort of had that were nitpicky or that I didn't totally love is Andy McDowell plays the matriarch. And I just thought, she, you know, she's Andy McDowell. I feel like she's, 
she seems sweet to her core. And so for her to try and play like an evil, sure, you know, ultimately sort of bad guy character, I kind of just didn't buy it. Um, maybe I'm just so in love with her from Groundhog Day and always will be that it's yeah. hard to imagine her or anything else. Um, and then just like I said, I, I wish it could have gone on. I, I feel like you could have found ways to make this another 40 minutes of fun. Um, but I, I thought it was just a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. There was very little that I didn't like about the movie. I, You know, I obviously there's uh, comparisons you can draw to that uh, short story, Who Wrote It? The Most Dangerous Game, the one where yeah, they're yeah. hunting humans on the island. Like, I, I feel like that was... That was kind of a close comparison. So, like, it's not a totally original idea, but I feel like with as much as I've bitched about the lack of original screenplays in films, I can't complain about this one. Like, like yeah. if, if, if this was different enough to warrant some applause at the end. And it was, it was a little confusing at the beginning. And I think that for a 90-minute runtime, it took a tad too long to get to what was happening like it was i think 20 minutes in before you were like oh okay now now i get that there's suspense here but i could live with that i I thought that i thought that filmmakers had some great touches and i I think this goes back to somewhere it's a small budgeted film but it felt bigger things like when the family shuts down the house to play hide and seek they say they're going to count to 100 and she can go hide and they put on this record on this old gramophone, and it's the hide and seek song. And it's like this really creepy, creepy, yes, like yeah. like sing along, like kind of like from the fifties, like a almost like Monster Mash sort of. <laughs> Who wants to play a game? It's time for hide and seek. Run, run, run! Time to run and hide. Run, run, run! And now I'm going to find You scurry off into the darkness Hurry, I'm behind you Don't you speak Hide and seek Tiptoe to the cellar Who made this type of song But it's about going to play hide and seek And you can just get the sense That the only time this record comes out Is when the family's got to play hide and seek And they have to hunt and murder a, a, A new family member And it was just so creepy And funny and I just... Ah, I just had a blast. Which which you learn later in the film almost never happens. Like, nobody right, right. ever dr- draws the hide-and-seek card. And it's not that she's drawing a card. It's like on a weird kind of like printing device, right? Like, that's how it... Yeah, some, yeah it, I didn't quite it get spits how that out worked, and, but... but and it, was, it, it was odd, but like it, it kind of came out with a Disney Haunted Mansion font. Like, isn't yeah, that yeah. sort of what it looked like yep, when, when yep. hide-and-seek came out? It was just, Kind of cool and, and sort of creepy. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. That was a, a very cool touch and scary. Like that, that was that was odd. Like you, yeah. you're just wondering all along, like, is this family like really wanting to kill her or are they actually supportive and they're like kind of trapped into this weird deal that they made once upon a time like i i was just confused the whole time like where do their allegiances lie including her husband yeah and i thought i thought that was actually i liked the way they sort of played that up because there were some characters who definitely did not want to be doing this and they're not their heart's not in it they're sort of going through the motions and wandering around the house with a crossbow but 
They don't want to kill uh, anybody, like, let alone their new sister-in-law. one of them say that they, like, had to get a charter from, like, France or something like that yeah, that yeah, afternoon? Fly, like, yeah. I mean, that's, this is just so screwed up. It's so yeah. odd. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think what's so funny is, uh, you know, there's so many what's up with. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Because what's up with this wedding, right? Like, what's up with having all your wedding photos done before the wedding? Which I thought was weird. Um, And what's up with the bride looking, like, terrified slash horrified slash frustrated or pissed off in 60% of those photos? (laughs) Like, really? That's the face you're making during your wedding photos? It's supposed to be a happy day. I, I liked the bride, but she definitely had an interesting look to her, right? Like, I mean, she she was a... Like, Margot Robbie could have played that role probably, but, like, this woman was the right one to play it. And she had a, a kind of a scared blue-collar look to her the entire time. She's played uh, by Samara Weaving, who is the niece of Hugo Weaving, who was Agent Smith in the Matrix movies, and he was oh, in okay. Lord of the Rings, and okay. he's got like those really intense eyes and like weird cheekbones, and clearly she comes from the same family. So I I had had a what's up on there, like why are they getting married? And I couldn't quite figure this out. Like they seem, compl- they do seem from opposite sides of the tracks, and I just kept thinking like, are is she married? because she wants his money and like it was it was hard to feel a sense of love between them initially because I think she was like smoking in the first scene panicked about the wedding and I was like there was a a a scooch of are they really wanting to be married together like maybe he wants to because he's in this satanic cult that needs to kill her but like does she really want to be here or does she just want his money I could that's so interesting because I thought the exact opposite. I thought she clearly wanted to marry him. And I thought I would kept wondering, like, why doesn't he knows what's going to happen? So why doesn't they just elope? Like, if he really wants to be married to her and then later he explains, like, they can't. If they just elope, then the family would find them and kill them. Right. And they'd kill right. them both. So he loves her. He wants to marry her. And so she's got like a one in however many chance. Um, you know, all she's got to do is push the button and, and, you know, one of her in-laws got old maid, one of her, her in-laws got checkers. So it could have been a totally benign game of, oh, we just got to play a game of risk and then we can have our wedding night and our life is just fine. But she just got the wrong one. And and so what's up with, if she had drawn checkers, she doesn't need to die. Is that no, the, is no, that, she that, just plays uh, checkers. Like the only one where you needed to die was if you freaking drew hide and seek that yes. was yes oh god <laughs> so w- what's up with her new husband where he knows what's going to happen and he's calling her down and he knows what the possible outcome is what's up with him not telling her like change your shoes um maybe <laughs> even maybe change put on your some wedding sweatpants dress. yeah yeah, yeah. Right. you might want to wear something <laughs> dark and comfortable <laughs> Um, some athletic wear, non-reflective like pants, right? <laughs> Instead, he's like, "Nope, nope, everything's cool. Just meet me down. We're gonna quick play a game. Wear your wedding dress. See you in your heels." Like it just was so like I know he couldn't tell her, but probably couldn't give her a little heads up. She to... she started the game in a dumb waiter. Like I mean, this this is really in in bad shape. 
What's up with that dumbwaiter later crushing someone to death? It was like, is this a haunted dumbwaiter? Do dumbwaiters do this? Because that seems like a pretty murderous dumbwaiter. What's up with how all of these other idiots in the family passed the test? Like, it's clearly never been drawn hide and seek, right? Because everybody that's hunting her has seven brain cells and an IQ of 12. So, like, it, like, other than, like, maybe dad, who seems, like, kind of articulate and put together, despite being a psychopath, every other, like, in-law relative of this family seems dumb as a box of hair. Yeah, so they all seem kind of like vacuous, billionaire, Euro trash, like all the worst qualities you could assign to the super uber wealthy. Right. But but yes, I think that we are meant to understand that the last time that any new family member picked uh, hide and seek was 30 years earlier and it was the creepy aunt's husband. Okay. So they got married and that night he drew hide and seek and then the whole family killed him. So nothing's happened for 30 years, which then what's up with the goat pit where they have out in like the the barn that Grace the bride falls into when she's being chased and it's like full of bodies and bones and it's like a full on like phasmagatorial death room. It's like, well, no one's died in thirty years, right? And that makes why, it seem like they're killing people here? every couple of weeks. Yes, that, that was full on shining right there. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. What's up with their butler who seems more than ready to murder or help them murder? He's like all about it. I mean, the other help all gets killed. But this guy's like, he's got it for employee of the month, like hardcore. Right, here. right. What's up with the ending of this movie, which maybe we shouldn't spoil, being really close to the Quentin Tarantino ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Like, it, it was. it was sort of like that much out of nowhere that I couldn't believe this was happening and couldn't stop laughing. Well, so again, I was thinking more of Cabin in the Woods. I mean, that movie (laughs) gets so bizarre at the end and goes off the rails and it's like, holy smokes, and this is the same. And that's where I kept thinking, if this was one of six endings, this would be great. The fact that it's the only one. Kind eh, of a bummer. I think they could have done better. You know, they could have done more. Um, cause there was a lot of good material that they sort of left on the, uh, on the sure. cutting room floor there. Well, Mike, are you ready for five questions? Let's do it. I'm ready for five questions. Are they listener submitted questions? Yeah. The way I stretched that out, you were suddenly wondering, yeah, just five questions? Right. Are they like five, five listener submitted Random questions. questions? Yes, yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Just, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. 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 Question number one. So Samara Weaving is not... Margot Robbie, right? <laughs> That's great that we talked about that earlier. No, she's not. Though they look... It's a whole separate human. They look utterly similar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you see a, an image of Margot Robbie from, like, um, Suicide Squad when she's dressed as... Oh, okay. Um, all right. Harley Quinn. I mean, she's got all the eye makeup. She looks just like this. Okay. This uh, listener asks you, can you please spell Henry Cherney's last name? God. That's the dad, the, the actor who plays the Is, dad. I got to do this right now. All right, are you going to fact check me? Well, we don't fact check, but Journey? you'll just embarrass yourself if you get it wrong. Yeah. C. 
this, this start right. <laughs> I think I was spread us getting a buzzer like instantly, like no, it starts with okay. K. Yeah, right. so, okay, yeah, C yeah, yeah. uh H <laughs> Really? You're done. Yep, yep. Yep. It's C Z E R N Y. Okay. Alright. All Question, I can, I can relate. Like, this I have a horrible last name. I can relate to this poor bastard. Yeah. All right, let's go. Good. <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> Question number three. This movie, budgeted at $6 million, has made, oh, $35 million worldwide. Do you think we'll get a sequel? I can't imagine a sequel to this movie. Okay. No. No, I don't think so. Question, Question number four. The kill the rich subtext here is quite thick. Do you see this as part of a wave of anti-wealthy films or revenge fantasies against the wealthy? And as a bonus question, <laughs> if it can... is or 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 a wave of anti-rich films uh, comes out, do you think anyone will care or have a problem with that? Um, I'm gonna say first first part no I, I i don't see that happening okay i feel like these movies are in production for so long that i you know we've talked about this in the past where like the the best movies of the year seem to reflect a political tone of the time and so i think that you could you could kind of throw that into this but i i, I feel like they're in production for so long now that no, I don't believe that that's what's going on here, and I, I I don't I don't see any sort of thumbs up or thumbs down as a result of it. Okay, mo- mo- movies Fair are enough. movies, and and we've talked also about how like so many people don't even go to see them. So like, yeah. how, how do we how do we even attribute that to this? So no, no, answer is no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, last question. Uh, the star of this movie, Samara Weaving, also starred in the movie The Babysitter, which finds her playing the titular character as a cold-blooded killer in League with the Devil. Oh, wow. After this devil-related film, do you think Samara Weaving owes her film career to a pact with Satan? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Oh. There is no questioning that. But do you think the pact had a weird rider where all of her films have to be devil related? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, pro or con? So she, I mean, they've got great people oh, on both so, sides. So, <laughs> okay, that's five questions. Thank you, listeners. Thank nice you, job, listeners. Man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. <laughs> Final thoughts on Ready or Not? Uh, I thought this movie was really fun. I think this is a really good date night movie because it's 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 just so bonkers and quick and you don't need to think too hard about it it's it's not esoteric i thought this is a really fun movie to go to i'm actually jealous that you saw it at flicks brew house because i feel like that's the perfect place to see this well like, is it like a hazy ipa uh, and, and just so i had maybe three of them i had two you lupulus uh so oh, okay like, perfect of, of course that was fantastic I also got the spicy pickle chips, which was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's always a perfect place to see a movie, but I think that this was particularly perfect for this movie. Yeah, it just seems like it lends it yeah. to it. Yeah, for sure. And it's for sure. 
it's right. obviously where I'll see it too in a couple of weeks. Yes, well, that's what's coming up next. So we are going to see It Chapter 2. We should have no problem finding a screen showing it, given that it's going to have one of the largest uh, release bows of any horror film or R-rated film of all time. So we'll check that out, and we'll be back with our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.